Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. All right. I thought Ingrid was going to start talking. And go. Go. Good. Good day, friends, family, <laughs> grandmas, grandpas, whatever Dads. you are out there. Dads, moms, sisters, sisters. brothers. There's probably not brothers. a single brother that's out there listening. <gasps> not even your brothers? I don't so have any definitely brothers. Definitely not my brothers. For sure I'm not, not listening. I'm pretty sure my brothers never listen to this podcast. Get them to listen to it. <laughs> oh, please. What have you been doing? They no. Okay. Well, anyways, we're so glad that <laughs> you that you the listener are listening. Um, we are here for you. So, hey guys, I, you know, I entered my third trimester. Congratulations. Thank God. So, I'm still like a couple months away from having this other baby, but I'm already in panic. <laughs> I'm already in panic mode. Why? Because um I'm I'm going to have two children's bedrooms for three mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just not mm-hmm. sure what to do because the two little ones will both be girls, but my daughter's already three. She can't share a room with an infant, right? So I guess I'll have to put her with her five-year-old brother, but I just feel like this is going to be a complete disaster because she's still in a crib. And Mm -hmm. if I switch her to like a toddler bed, it's going to be, you know what, Karen, because you've been going through this for like weeks. So I don't know what to do. I mean, maybe I should just put her with the baby. Can't, well, I don't know. That's so no. tricky. A newborn. Mm-mm. Here's what I would do. Can you move the crib into um, Hartman's room? I mean, I guess I could. I would try that. I mean, what's that happen? Hartman sleep. Oh, you're well, saying Liesl's put... crib into Hartman's. Right, right, right. So okay. Liesl's in her crib and Hartman's in his toddler bed and they're sharing a room. And then the new baby has his, Another crib. her own room. Yeah. Because if she's not crawling out, I don't think, you know, and maybe have a conversation with Hartman about, like, I mean, you know, it's all how you pitch it, right? Like, they'll be excited if you pitch it the right way to be sharing a room and you're the big brother and you have to make sure she stays in her crib and, you know, all that. I think I think that's the best bet. You know, um, we kind of have a similar situation because we have two bedrooms with three kids. Um, and we now, now that Bennett is in a toddler bed, the girls share. Um but yeah, that's what I would do. Cause I, here's, you know, you guys have heard my drama. You do not take that kid out of the toddler, out of the crib until you, you have to. You absolutely have to. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ugh. but also you just said Liesl's three and she's not three yet. She's not three until the end She'll of the year. She'll be three so when I have the true. baby though, is what I'm saying. Well, almost three. Almost three. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you think about it. Like if I'm doing August, the baby will be in my room for a couple months. And then by the yeah. time mm, she's three, like it's time for the baby mm-hmm. to be in her room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the main thing is like, should I make a transition before I have the baby or after I have the baby? Like, should I put the toddlers together mm. 
while I'm nine months pregnant and deal with it or when I have a newborn. Both sound like awful options. Right. Which, yeah. one, is, which would, one is better? Honestly, I would do before just because I feel like the new baby oh. is going to be so much. Ugh. I would, you know, I feel like the we made the mistake of like changing everything at once for Bennett. Like, let's potty train you and take away your pacifier and put you in a toddler bed and switch you to your sister's room like on the same weekend. That was terrible. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I think the less changes at one time, the better. And I think if you make that change with a newborn, it's just kind of a question mark of how it's going to go. I will also say this it, it, on the, the brighter side of my Bennett sleeping drama, Ellery and Henry never once got out of their toddler bed. Yeah. You know, think, so like, it, it's not all doomsday just because yeah. my most recent experience was terrible. My other two were fine. So, you know, don't, everybody's going to be different. Maybe Lisa will switch to a toddler bed and see Hartman staying in his bed and be like, easy peasy. You never Right. Know. But sometimes he doesn't stay in his bed. So mm. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, you can uh, hope for the hope for the best, and maybe don't like maybe don't do toddler bed and new room all at once. Like maybe do mm-hmm. toddler bed for a couple of weeks in the room that she's in right now, and then do the transition to Hartman's room, mm-hmm. just so it's not so much change and so much switch. Or mm-hmm. you know, leave the, cri- put the crib or do crib in room. That's what I would then do. Then do the transition as opposed to like yeah. all mm-hmm. of that at one time. Okay. I mean, listen, That's I talked to parents idea. whose kids thought they were they could never get out of their toddler bed like they just assumed mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. I mean I don't know about you guys but that's what I'm like praying for yeah friends. yeah I'm like delaying well, this toddler bed are you using Liesel's crib for the new baby I am so I'm gonna have okay. to figure oh. out the crib mm-hmm. situation I'll just have to put together like his top his like that old is crib. a really cute crib it needs to stay like nice in the nursery I'm not putting yeah, it in yeah, the toddler yeah. room who knows what'll yeah. happen to it no, I agree with that. So, so on the subject, small update, Bennett's bedtime situation has gotten better. So just Good. know that even if it is terrible, it will someday get better. Now, though, she I don't even know what time she falls asleep, you guys. Like, she is in there, and I can hear her, like, reading books, like, flipping the pages <laughs> at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Oh, but, gosh. Like, Most like days she out. doesn't come out, but I'm like – and so last night we went in there, um, and when we were going to bed – you guys, she was sleeping underneath Ella Ray's bed, like oh. laying on the floor asleep? underneath, asleep, underneath, like literally underneath Ella Ray's bed. Let me was remind the listeners. That she was dead asleep. Dead Karen asleep. does not like, she's not into like monitors. That's like not a thing for her. Oh, that's true. If you had a baby monitor, you could be like, what is my child doing? She's climbing out the window. Like, what? Yeah. I actually thought last night, I was like, we should really get a monitor in here. Um, but it was funny because I went, Greg was like, you got to go see where Bennett's sleeping. So I go in and you know, it's dark <laughs> and I'm like, look at the big pile of blankets and pillows and loveys. And I'm like, gosh, I don't even see her. Where is she? And, and Gregory goes, Karen, you're about to step on her. And I'm like, wait, what? And literally underneath and then like I you know of course pull her out put her back in her bed and then I like can feel like the pile of drool like on the hardwood floor from where oh she my was gosh. sleeping Aww. I mean she was out like all the way underneath the bed I don't know I don't hey, know at least you don't, don't have know. to dust for a while yeah, yeah. we'll just like pull her around mop under your, there mop your two-year-old uh, underneath bed. Yeah. I don't know. Good luck, Ingrid. It'll work out. Thanks. See, here's the thing. It'll, it, even if there's like a tough couple of weeks slash months, know. it'll eventually Oof. work out. From the news desk. This first article is from today.com parents section. Um, have you heard?
heard of Ashley Tisdale? Are yeah, you guys yeah, aware yeah. of who she is? No, like I, had to Google her. I had to She's High School Musical girl, right? No? Yeah, I, I had to no recognize who she her. Was. But she's apparently a really famous actress with you know, she's younger people. Really I don't know. Yeah, but she's a famous enough to bitch. be on today.com. She's yeah. a lot more famous than the anger moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's, she, no, that's, that's not true. <laughs> uh, according to Wikipedia this morning, um, she's like from High School Musical. She's done a lot of Disney stuff, like CW shows. She's like, a, she's apparently a really good singer. I think if you're doing High School Musical, you're a really good singer. So, anyway, she's actually 35 years old and she just had her first baby and she's revealing that. Her breastfeeding struggles in her fourth trimester almost like put her over the edge. So that fourth trimester is kind of that, you know, it's unofficial. It's, it's not an actual thing, but it's the 12 weeks after you give birth, you know, you, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like raw. You were, you just gave birth. Your baby's still really attached to you. You're attached to your baby. You're healing. You're trying to get used to this new baby in your life. So she had a big problem, poor girl with breastfeeding, which a lot of moms have this issue. She tried the nipple shield. She tried all this stuff, which didn't help. And she finally just came to terms with it. She's like, look, I'm going to put this baby on formula. And she just felt so much better about finally making that decision. And I think she's, you know, a good example to moms. Like, you, you know, breastfeeding is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It doesn't work for a lot of moms. A lot of moms can't or aren't able to produce enough milk or, you know, the baby won't latch or whatever. And just to kind of give yourself some grace if you end up having to use some formula, which I think is just a really good reminder. Yeah. I, you guys know, I had a really hard time breastfeeding and I always tell new moms like, oh my gosh, the hardest part of birthing a child is breastfeeding in my mind. Like it was, it was really tough for me. Um, I could, I won't go into all the stories because they get a little, um, gross. Intimate, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, graphic. Like your cabbage Um, leaf story. That's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But one thing I was going to say, I do remember I was having such a hard time, and I, um, but I was pumping a little bit. This was really early on, and I remember I was so determined to breastfeed, and but I could every time I put her on, it was so painful. And so Gregory took. Have I told you guys this? Took Mm -hmm. this little like dropper, like you know the little droppers, like um, that you use for like when they're really small to do medicine, right? Like a tiny little dropper. And so he, I was like holding Ella Ray in my lap. I mean, she's like days old, like very, very new. And she hadn't eaten, you know, and I'm like worried she's starving. And he, she was screaming and he had that little dropper of breast milk and she's like flailing about. And like every time her head would pass through, he would try to like drop it in midair and like land it in her mouth, like this tiny droplet of breast milk. <laughs> like a birdie. And Is it like all yeah. over you or like what? Oh, it's getting everywhere. And it's like only like one out of every like 10 drops is going in her mouth. Because she's like it, crying. Because and... she's crying and like flailing and she's little and she doesn't know. And he's like, so I just remember him like so particularly like with that dropper, like so concentrated, like I am getting these tiny drops of breast milk in this baby's mouth if it's the last thing I do. I could oh see him gosh. doing that. It I was, it was such a struggle. And I just remember like at that point I was like, this is ridiculous. We're feeding our baby breast milk with a tiny dropper that like, she's not even getting much. Like we've got to call the lactation consultant. Like this, enough mm-hmm. is enough. This is crazy. Yeah. But you do, you do crazy, crazy things when you're trying to get that tiny little person, the, you know, the food that you know it needs. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that people are talking about it more. I feel like it was, it's just something that a lot of, and I think there's so much judgment, right? Like there's a lot of people who are like, you've got to breastfeed. It's the thing to do. And I just hate that there's so much pressure around it. Yeah. 
I think, I think people are surprised. Like a lot of people think breastfeeding just comes naturally and normally. And for some people it does. And mm-hmm. for some people it doesn't, but not every, people don't really talk a lot about that, that it sometimes takes work. I know a couple of new moms who have had to do all sorts of different things to, in order to breastfeed and good for them. But also like if you decide it's, you know, that you want to do formula, good for you too, for making that decision. Yeah. Behind the scenes. So you guys, I am going to do a behind the scenes this week. Oh, oh switching nice. it up here, ladies. So I can't say mom, mom, mom. No, you can sing um, behind the scenes. Behind if you have a clever the way scenes to do or something. <laughs> there, like you there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, so I, you, you know, I just thought this would be a fun thing to talk about. I had to fill in recently at work at the station. And, you know, I, I only go in like when I have to fill in. So very infrequently. Fill in anchoring, right? Fill anchoring. Right. Fill in okay. anchoring and in the studio. So I had to actually like go in the studio yeah. and, and anchor a couple of newscasts. Um, I was floored at still, you know, we are a year plus into this pandemic. It's almost to me gotten emptier in there. I mean, it's crazy how lonely it was in there. And it was just the weirdest feeling of like, oh my goodness, we are, you know, what, over a year, a year and change into this. And there is still no one in this building. It was so bizarre to me. And it made me think like, gosh, Katie has been dealing with this for so long now. So is that like, I just was curious, are you used to it by now? Does it still feel weird? Is it the new normal? Like, I think it's, I'm totally used to it. In fact, well, you were here on a weekend too. So there's already fewer people. I'm here on weekdays. So there are just by nature of that time frame, there's more people than there are on the weekends. No, I'm totally used to, I think it's going to be super weird when people start coming back into this building. In fact, if like we're in the middle of a news, sometimes we don't even have camera people um, right. in the studio. So if you hear, you guys know this, but people at home, you know, that door to the left of the mm-hmm. desk, the mm-hmm. one that leads out into the hallway. So not the main entrance to the studio, but another door that leads into another part of the, the station. If you hear that door opening during the newscast, you're, you, you, my co-anchor and I look like, Who, who's in, who's, who's in the building? Cause you just can't, yeah. like, you can't fathom Every, you know where everybody is, right? You know the producers are in the booth, the director is in the booth, or someone in master control, the executive producer in the newsroom, and you're here. So who else would that be? Like you can mm-hmm. account for every single person mm-hmm. in this. And we have a huge building. So right. yeah, I'm used to it. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm it's gonna weird me out when there are more people. When there's here more people. It's just I'm so accustomed to not having anyone here. Yeah. Well, and it was you're right, because there's no camera person. And so they set your shot in the beginning and then I like yeah. didn't go to the bathroom the whole They're show. Like, I'm like, I don't yeah. want to get up and like sit back in the wrong place. And yeah, like, you can probably the cameras do that. on. I'm sure they would but adjust for it, that. Yeah. It was crazy. And and Ingrid is, we should say, is working from home right now. Are you how like Ingrid, are you missing being in the building or are you like now like getting used to working from home? I love working from home. I just yeah. love it. I don't know. It's it's just nice. Especially yeah. like in my current state of pregnancy. Yeah. It's very nice. I will say I had to go get a new microphone the other day, so I had to run into the mm-hmm. building and I saw people that I hadn't seen in a year mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh. Like I left and I was like, I think I overdid it. Like I think I was <laughs> a little too excited in there. Like I haven't seen these people in so long. I was like running around chat, you know, chatting with everyone. Um 
So maybe they have some social issues from this whole past year, but we'll work um, on no, that. No, I, um, you know, I do, you know, most of the stuff, obviously we can do an email, but every once in a while, somebody from the station will call me on the phone to talk about something with work. And I'm like, Hey, so what's going on? So, so what's happening? What's right. Like new, let, what's new with you? Like, I want to, like, and they're talk. like, um, they everything's check. great here. I really need yeah. you to get this package in by 6 PM. Yeah. They're like, right. yeah, actually like we're all yeah. still under deadline doing our thing. Like we, we actually see other people and like we have a social life. So like, bye, go talk to your five-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Like in yeah. this business, we don't really like small talk very often. Chat. We're constantly yeah. like busy under deadline pressure. Like it's, you don't greet people. Like when I call the newsroom, something's wrong. I'm like, like someone that goes like newsroom, like, Hey, is this Kevin? Like, that's yeah, right. it. That's the only yeah, right. like, inter- I'm like, yeah. okay, my like, shots hey, down. I need you to go weekend? into this. What'd you do? No. Blah, blah, blah. There's I'm no small like, talk in this. Business. Except for I'm when I call and I'm like, Hey, is anybody else around? Like who else I have, is not busy? Like, I have heard you on speakerphone. Like when they'll answer the phone on speakerphone. <laughs> oh, and speakerphone. I, have, I have like, it always makes me smile. Cause you're always like, you know, Karen, like living in her perfect world at home. Meanwhile, like people are like the drudgery and like the stations, like there's a marked difference between the tone of your voice and the tone of the person answering the phone. The right. But correct. Yes. Okay. I don't know that, I don't know right. that it's that perfect for me working at home, but I do get really lonely and I am like, hi, let's yeah. chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Um, well, yeah, well, so some people are going to be coming back into the building soon, so we'll keep you posted on that because it'll be that'll be a whole nother yeah. kind of scene saying people coming yeah. back in. So uh, let's move on to another to news story number two. This one comes from Slate, and it's their um, Karen feeding. It's sort of a column that they do where people write in with these crazy, uh, either crazy dilemmas, and they give them advice. And this one. Um, I said, my wild aunt used to seem awesome, but can I trust her with my kids? Um, she, this woman talks about how she um, had a young aunt growing up who is actually very instrumental, helped homeschool her when traditional school wasn't really working, but who also did crazy things like toilet paper people's houses with these. And it was, it's not just toilet paper, toilet paper people's houses. It was like an elaborate scheme. They had to dress, they dressed in all black. They didn't talk. And then they would drive by the next day to sort of see the, the fruits of their labor, if you will. And so she loved her growing up and now she has her own kids and she's this aunt. Sometimes her kids stay at her um, parents' house. And sometimes she worries that the crazy aunt is going to come back and do similarly crazy things with her own kids. Um, and whether or not she should be worried. Um, what do y'all think about this? Is this valid? I mean, this was what, 30 years ago? Yeah. Like, surely, the surely this woman up. is like older, a little like well, elderly. That's, that's what the, the woman, the person writing the column says is like, hold on a second. You've changed. You should probably assume that your aunt has as well. And if she hasn't, that's like a whole nother issue. Um, but you know, you, she just sort of advises that you might remember all the great things she did for you. Like was a support system for you when you were growing up, helped homeschool you, but you might find it to your benefit to make it plain that you expect different things from her encounter with your kids. Um, but I, I'm with you. You would think this aunt has and- sort of grown up a little bit, right? Yeah. And like, you know, everybody needs like one aunt to let them like get a little crazy right well no I mean like you know you've got your parents and your grandparents and your aunts and uncles like you know most of those people are going to be like the disciplinarians of your life like it's okay to have one aunt who's a little bit more like loose right 
I guess. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, like, oftentimes, I think, like, children, when they have, like, an issue, like, say they're, like, at a party, and they're drunk, and they're, like, in some trouble, like, they're, like, I can't call my mom. Oh, I'll call Aunt Sue, because she won't judge me. She's, like, not going to tell my mom, but she's going to, like, get me into a safe spot. Like, I don't know. I think that that could be, like, a, Mm -hmm. a, you're right, like, a good person in your life to have. I mean, but I, I also, like, don't want them to think these things are okay if if crazy sue is still crazy that they should be doing those things i don't know i think i'd maybe just put some humor into it right like right okay like i'm leaving but look and sue if like you start toilet papering some houses with my kids like the like we're done like you're That's no it. longer yeah. allowed to babysit or something like that mm-hmm. did i ever this like totally reminds me she wasn't my aunt but we my sister and i had a babysitter growing up who would let my sister and i smoke she would go outside <gasps> and have a cigarette, and she would give what? us cigarettes. And what? so I sometimes think about you. I'm oh, I don't know, like ten. Some yeah, ten. Somewhere oh like old enough to Dang. be interested in cigarettes, but you know, like yeah, probably ten, twelve, whatever. Probably right on the cusp. That's of hilarious. Not needing a babysitter, but my point is, my mom. I promise you, never suspected. Never a thing. And I, I, who knows what was wrong with that babysitter? I need to ask my sister if she still remembers this. But my point is, it's like, I think these kind of things probably happen and parents are never the wiser. And it ends up being probably in most cases, totally fine. But mm-hmm. I do think that there's probably, I mean, I would kill a babysitter who let River smoke a cigarette at the age of 10. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would be I would flip. livid. You would be livid um so it's just it's interesting of course I you know I don't smoke right now I I don't feel like I'm any worse for the wear over it but it is interesting I think it's not just I mean the people who you expose your kids to like you just you never really know what's going on when you put your kids with somebody else right like when as I was reading this I was like oh shoot I hope I'm not like the wild aunt that like my siblings are worried about well you don't smoke and you don't seem like you like to you're smoke not. paper for people's houses. So I'll answer that I don't think so. For you. You're not wild think and crazy, so. Karen. Well, you're just a perfect amount of crazy. And that's why I can't tell if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. I know. I'm like not really sure. Okay. Like that. Okay. okay. Well, um, all right. <laughs> I think, I think if anyone's to listening to our podcast, like at all for five minutes, they're like, these women are not the crazy moms. <laughs> not the crazy, crazy kooky moms. You're kidding. <laughs> Well, I haven't, I, I will say I haven't toilet papered a house in a hot minute. It's been, it's been since high school. So I guess we're okay. never toilet papered. I've never toilet papered. Maybe you are the crazy one. Are you the crazy one? I'm you never leaving. You didn't do it definitely... in high school? Senior week? Senior week? No. No, I'm a good no. person. I don't do things like that. Karen. That doesn't even sound, like that doesn't Whoa. even sound fun to me. I got to be honest. Oh, it's real fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, you difficult. will not be watching my child. Soon. <laughs> never mind. And with the toilet paper the, shortage. Well, seems like a bad idea. Now would not be. It's just irresponsible now. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just ridiculous. Um, (laughs) All right. Moving on to our last article of the day. Um, This is called Dog Mom Days. Women like to test parenting on fur babies before having kids of their own, says the survey. Um, So first of all, I did not know this, that there is a Dog Mother's Day Similarly to regular Mother's Day, also in May. Did you guys know? Oh, about this? I thought it was just the same day. No, it's like the it week just, before. No, it's a separate. It's like an actual day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh-uh, no. Yeah. 
So that's a thing. Um, also, the survey says that half of all dog moms had their dog before their baby to kind of like test and see if they could like have the kid. Now, I will say I totally fall into this category. Um, I, you know, we were thinking about kids and we we're like, well, let's get a puppy and see how that goes, you know. Um, so we got the puppy and I very, I think I've told you this, I very distinctly remember calling our friends who already had kids when we got the puppy and being like, oh my gosh, I totally get it now. And they're like, totally, I totally get it. And they're like, no, you don't. It's a puppy. Like, go away. No, you don't really get it. But I thought like, oh my gosh, I remember being like, uh, it's a puppy. You've got to take her out every four hours. Like I can't go straight out to dinner with my friends after work. Like I got to go home and take the dog out. Like this is a lot of responsibility. You know, like it was a big thing to get a puppy. Um, So I definitely think I, I can see where a lot of people do this. The funny thing is, you know, now sometimes our dog Nellie goes to work with my husband as kind of like a wannabe therapy dog. You guys, there are days where it's like 3 p.m. and I text him like, do, do you have the dog? Because I haven't seen her in a while. Like, is, is the dog Nellie. even home? Aww. Like, I have no idea where the dog is. Like, I literally will be here for like five straight hours and I have no idea where the dog is. So it's funny how, like, you kind of test parenting on the dog, and then once you have multiple children, the dog is, like, totally forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. So it happens to your husband, too. You're like, husband, where are you? Who are you? Um, Katie, I feel like you were kind of a dog mom, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Annie was um, the true love of my life. Brian and I, I mean, we got her. Actually, we got Annie. I think this was a dumb idea. We got Annie while we were still dating. So I don't know what would have had Ooh. we broken up. Like, what were what <clears throat> Oh, I thought you had her first. Uh-uh. So we got I did, too. We were, we were dating. and um, But Annie is always like Brian better than me, by the way. Um, so Brian lived here in Asheville, and I lived in Charlotte, and we would split time. We shared custody. That sounds um, really difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. not. But you were dating the whole time. We were dating. Um, then we got engaged and got married, obviously, and we still have Annie, who is getting older and grayer by the day. Um, mm. But I mean, like when I think about poor, I mean, poor Annie passing, it makes me sad because she has been through mm-hmm. so much. I mean, we were dating, then we got engaged, then we moved across the country. Annie drove back across. I drove back across the country with Annie by myself. I had to like stay in a hotel, finishing out a contract in Colorado for a month. And Annie stayed with me in this hotel. Like we've just, I know it sounds cheesy, but this dog has been a, Mm -hmm. like through every milestone of Brian and I's relationship, she has been a part of. And then we had River and I feel bad because poor Annie's life is not half as fun and as interesting. And in fact, I'm sure she puts up with River, like River loves her, Mm -hmm. Um, but she's very like, meh all right, fine. Like sort of just resigned to the fact that this is her, this is like, like how she's spending her senior citizen days, you know, we read, by a toddler or Katie, I should say, read a story this morning about how you can like, soon you'll be able to like decode your cat and like, oh, what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. I would oh. love to like hear what like Nellie and Andy have Annie have to say about like the past like five, 10 years with you ladies, like the stories they must have like, yeah, probably not appropriate for anchor moms. And I wish I knew all of them. No, I mean, I would say not, but I do. I mean, I think, you know what, uh, having pets is not, not as 
it's having kids is much harder <laughs> than having than having a pet. But I do. I love our pets, and I think they're really good for our kid. She. I'll tell you the the cats. I'll be honest. At this point, I could like take them or leave them, but we'll never get rid of them because River <laughs> loves them. She even says, "This cat loves you. This oh. cat loves oh. you." And I'm like. Oh. I don't know. Whatever you're like, you all right, like, I, I guess. Like, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's like a zoo at our house. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea to try and now out you, parenthood. Now on. you have a bear in your backyard, so you got that. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, you got the, the whole the whole zoo. We got the whole get yeah, some turkeys. We got the whole gamut. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. I have even, and I will admit to this, in the past, I've even gotten like Father's Day cards for Brian from. Annie. Oh my gosh, Katie. Like, I'm oh, the bad person. But I just, like, threw up in my mouth just a tiny oh, bit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm Did you have birthday person. parties for her? Did you have birthday parties for her? No. Did you, like, um, color her paw and, like, push down on the card? Like, okay, guys. Like, paw print? Um, no, but I'll be honest. We, I, I hadn't thought about it, but we should have. We should have. That's how much we love this dog. We, I still love her. But then you have a kid and it's just. I know. It's not. It's not the same. Sorry, Annie. I do love you. But I know. I do feel I bad for our dog, more. too. She's like sitting next to me right now, like groaning as I'm talking. Yeah. About this. <laughs> Karen, I can see her like pushing her foot against the dog like out of the frame. Like, yeah. Slowly. Yeah. Like her the nose. The dog's nose. Like, <laughs> you know, like hands, hands going up, pushing it yeah. away from the screen. Win of the week. It's been a while since I've had a win, I feel like. Um, so Let's my hear it. Is, we have been taking, the weather's getting nicer. We've been taking um, a lot of, like, long drive on the weekend, drives on the weekends to, like, do some things. And this is, like, a miracle in my life. River has not gotten car sick. Recently. Oh, yay! And if you, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast in the past. I mean, homegirl has gotten car sick on airplanes, in rental cars, in Hawaii, driving down the street a block from our house. I mean, it is like the struggle is real. Um, and I come up with like a couple of like, we, you know, we don't, we have these like special bracelets that hit trigger points. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. do that for a, a mom's next week. Um, we don't watch iPads anymore in the car. We roll down the windows. Um, we have like all these things that we do and knock on wood. It's working. They are working, and now we Good. feel like this was. I mean, if you have a kid who gets car sick, you, and especially a toddler, because a toddler, by the way, can't say to you, "Oh, I'm getting I need car to throw sick. Up. I'm about to mm -hmm. throw up." So it is very, it is very much a source of stress. And it, for a while, it kind of kept us from going long distances, or it would change the places we would go or the directions that we would go because we just. And then you know, after your kid throws up in your car seat, like there's, you have to go home and deal with that yeah. and clean it up. So, um, so this has been huge for us. I don't, I don't know that she's cured of it. I think it's more importantly, she's just, um, we've developed ways to get around it. What are you taking yeah. pictures of Karen? I'm talking I'm about documenting. vomiting in her car seat. <laughs> Ingrid's like cheesing over there. And Karen, I'm glad everyone's listening to me. I'm okay. listening intently, but mm -hmm. I was trying to document I actually this had a question. I have a follow-up question because yeah. I was listening. So when we get in the car, because we drive a lot, I just give the kids their iPad immediately and they're pretty good what do you do with river do you have to sit back there and play with her like the whole drive yes. or what so on the long like on a long drive like when we go we um yes so when we will go like an hour long drive I sit back there I don't really play with her though to be honest I just 
because she will, she has thrown up in the past. It's a lot easier if I'm like back there and like ready to like clean up and mitigate, which is like one of the reasons why I would, I do it, but I don't, she would be okay. I mean, honestly, she's kind of used to it now. We will, I mean, this is cheesy. We sing songs, we do the alphabet. She, you know, looks out the window. We talk about what's outside. I mean, it, you know, we're going on a road trip here in a couple of weeks and that's a whole different ball game, like hours mm-hmm, long. Hard right. Um, but she has actually done fairly well without her iPad on these drives. That's good. So, I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know that there's any specific trick to it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I can't remember now when my older kids got into it, but we listened to a lot of stories on CD. Yeah, oh. that's a good and idea. And they get really into it. Um, and Bennett, you know, I think she d- does a little bit, you know, I'm not sure she obviously doesn't get it as much as the big kids do, but like Magic Treehouse, we have a lot of those CDs. Yeah, that's a good idea. And they, I mean, they last like 20, 30 minutes and they are into it, like silence yeah. in the car, like mm-hmm. listening to the story. So that yeah. might be something, yeah. I don't know. Or just like a kid podcast. They have the same idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she likes these. Um, if you have ever watched like the simple songs on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, she's mm-hmm. not watching the videos, but like the songs, like right. we have them downloaded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're like old McDonald and mm-hmm. I don't know, the wheels on the bus. And she knows them and she's into them. And so that will distract her for a little bit. So. Well, kudos for now, like growing up in the car recently. That's oh, like a that's I know. It's a big, I mean, yes. If you've had a kid that has thrown up in the car, Ugh, it is the maybe one it's of the, the most unpleasant parenting experiences mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I think it's maybe number one in my book. Yeah. It's worse than poop. It's just bite. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, there's my win, guys. There's my win. All right. It's a good one. It's a keeper. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. And, and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.